Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We are talking about dinosaurs. You've probably seen this story in the news. We wanted to learn more about it. Some fossils that were found 50 years ago or so here in BC have now been recognized as a new species of dinosaur that roamed the province more than 67 million years ago. Joining us now for more on this is Victoria Arbor, the curator of paleontology at the Royal BC Museum. Victoria, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. Yeah, I mean, I like dinosaurs, so I think it's pretty exciting too. (laughs) I'll bet you do. Now tell us about the original find. Yeah, so the specimen was found uh, in 1971 by a geologist who was working along the, at the time, in construction BC rail line up in this part of northern British Columbia along the Sustut River. And uh, he was looking for, like, deposits of economically valuable minerals and stumbled across this really cool dinosaur fossil instead. Okay, and so what, did, what, did, what happened to it at that point? Yeah, so he recognized it as being something pretty interesting. Um, it took a couple of years for it to make its way into a museum where it could be studied by researchers like myself. Um, And then the specimen is a little bit fragmentary. So it's taken me and my colleague David Evans um, a couple of years to really figure out exactly what kind of dinosaur it is and figure out whether or not we were looking at a skeleton of an existing species or something that was new. Okay. Can you explain that process to us? Like, how did you do that? Yeah. So part of it just comes with having a lot of familiarity with uh, dinosaur anatomy and the anatomy of lots of different animals. Um, And what we also did was several uh, visits to various museum collections across North America to compare our particular specimen with other species that we thought were closely related to it. And so did you look and go, nope, didn't, couldn't find anything? Yeah, uh, well, actually, that's kind of the fun thing. So we, we certainly found some features that were um, shared between our specimen and its close relatives. So that helped us pinpoint the group of dinosaurs it belongs to, the leptoceratopses, these kind of little cousins of triceratops. But then we started to notice that we're, there were some really subtle differences, things like the proportions of the toes and the proportion of the arm to the hind leg that made it not really fit into any of the species that had been described before. Okay, so then what do we know about this species? Yeah, so what we know is that um, Ferrosaurus was a relatively small dinosaur, about sort of the size of a pig or a sheep. Um, We don't have the skull, but based on comparisons with its close relatives, it would have had kind of a parrot-like beak, um, and it would have looked a little bit like if you took a triceratops and then took away most of the frill and the horns on the face. Okay, Um, so a sort of weird hornless triceratops. It sounds like a very (laughs) weird dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah, they're a very rare group of dinosaurs overall, so it's pretty surprising that of all the random finds that you might have in British Columbia that we would get a leptoceratopsid dinosaur. Okay, and how do we know that this was just in B.C.? Well, right now we know it's just in BC because we only have one specimen of it, but maybe future finds in Alberta or Montana will show us that um, Ferrosaurus actually had a broader uh, home range than we think right now. So, Victoria, you kind of shaken up the paleontology world with this. (laughs) 
Well, I think that it's it's sort of a nice progression. So we know that the BC has a really rich fossil record, and we know that there have been some dinosaurs found up in the Tumbler Ridge area. So this is really just kind of emphasizing the role that BC has in dinosaur paleontology. We now have a unique species that's found only in BC, and we know that there's a lot more potential for finding dinosaur fossils up in this sort of north-central region of BC, north of Smithers. Okay, do you think this will kind of spur more finds then? Because now that we're looking for it, we know this is out there, more people will be interested. I certainly hope so. Uh, one of the challenges is that uh, this part of British Columbia is very remote and very rugged, and it's very difficult to access uh, potential field sites. But uh, last summer, I led an expedition up into Spatsizi Plateau Wilderness Provincial Park up near Dee Lake to look for more dinosaurs, and we were successful. So we're still working on figuring out exactly what they are, um, and we are intending to go back next summer. So it's certainly spurring me right. and the Royal BC Museum to uh, increase our search efforts in these sort of hard-to-access areas. And what did you find up there? So we, we found uh, mostly fragments. We found some pieces of ribs and maybe some limb bones of some meat-eating dinosaurs. Um, unfortunately, right as we started to find really cool things, we had a whole bunch of snow dumped on us oh. um, and had to call off the rest of our search. So we're very excited about returning next summer uh, and seeing what other uh, sort of buddies for our Ferrosaurus dinosaur we can find up there. <laughs> Victoria, what are we learning? Like in recent years, I know, you know we've opened up a whole new world of learning about dinosaurs, but what do we learn about their movement, where they were found, where they weren't found? What's new in that? Oh, there's there's so much it would be hard to summarize. I think what's really cool is we're living in kind of a golden age of dinosaur discoveries. There's a lot of people sort of my age who grew up with Jurassic Park that are now entering the <laughs> workforce and yeah. doing research um, and exploring areas that aren't sort of your, your sort of classic dinosaur localities like in Montana and Alberta. And there's certainly still many important discoveries coming out of those places too. But there's lots of eyes on the ground and lots of people doing really cool work using new technology um, and working together to find out new things about dinosaurs. Are you telling me that the movie Jurassic Park had that much of an impact on a generation? It, it truly did. Yeah. So like people watching it go, I want to do that for a living and they do end up doing that for a living? I think so. Or I think what it showed was that it wasn't a weird thing to go do. So I think lots of kids like dinosaurs and then to see, um, sort of a high-profile movie like that with paleontologists, um, I think inspired a lot of people to keep trying. Yeah, but uh, what about the bad stuff? So people aren't trying to do that other stuff in Jurassic Park, are they? Uh, well, that I'm less sure about, but I like the old-fashioned <laughs> stuff where we go and find dinosaur fossils. <laughs> okay, so what's next for you? You said you're going back up to BC. What else would you like to do? Uh, so that's really one of my big interests right now is just trying to like find out more about the dinosaurs of BC. We know so little, there's so much left to explore, and that's really what I'm interested in, um, building up the collection at the Royal BC Museum. I'd also like to just point out that um, if you are in the Victoria area and you want to stop by the Royal BC Museum, you can actually see Ferrosaurus on display right now until the end of February in the museum's pocket gallery, which is free and open to the public. Cool. Okay. I would love to do that. Uh, did we think, Victoria, do you, up until now that, oh, well, dinosaurs, only certain dinosaurs were in certain places? Yeah, and that's definitely true. Like, different dinosaurs are are, are sort of unique to certain parts of the world. Um, and so, yeah, just new discoveries like this really just help us flesh out, like, what their ranges were, how they moved between different places, and how they changed over time. Okay, so when somebody makes a discovery like your team has, 
that this is so unique in the world of paleontology. What happens with that? Is that something that, like, do you publish in papers? What happens? Yeah, exactly. So today marks the day that uh, Ferrosaurus gets sort of officially named in the scientific literature. So that means you, we've sort of written up a paper describing the fossil and making the argument that it's a new species. It's gone through the peer review process where other scientists looked at it and said whether or not they agreed with us. Um, and now that it's published, um, the public can read it for free. It's in an open access journal, Peer J, so they can see it for themselves. And other scientists can read the paper or come to the museum and study it for themselves as well. Okay, and where does the name come from? So Ferrosaurus means the iron lizard, and that's in reference to it being found along this railway line back in the 1970s. Cool. And then Sustutensis is for the river it was found next to, the Sustut River, and also the Sustut Basin, which is kind of this geological feature in northern BC where we are hoping to find even more dinosaur fossils. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, so just to reiterate that, Victoria, people want to see this, what do they have to do? They should come visit the Royal BC Museum and look for it in the pocket gallery until the end of February. We will do that. Victoria, thanks so much. Thank you very much. That is Victoria Arbor, the curator of paleontology at the Royal BC Museum.